got to think outside the box a little bit. So I would highly recommend, particularly for some of the credit unions that are a little bit larger that have brand awareness within their communities, to really try to attract loan officers that are out on the street, that they're working with realtors, builders, all other referral partners that can bring either existing members or even better new members to the credit unions through um, those relationships. Welcome to Talking Mortgage Podcast, presented by True Home Solutions, a podcast dedicated to helping you bring your members home. I'm Doug Holscher, president of True Home Solutions. Here you'll find meaningful ways to serve your members, valuable knowledge from the mortgage industry's top experts, and stories from credit union-minded folks just like yourself. Thanks for being here. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Scott Burdett, an independent consultant who works with credit unions and CUSOs to help them better serve the needs of their, the financial needs of their members. Today, I'm joined by Jeff Vossen, a Senior Vice President of Originations and Operations for True Home. Jeff's worked at True Home for about 11 years and has worked in the mortgage business for 30. Jeff, welcome. Thanks, Scott. Glad to be here. So tell me about the last year. The mortgage business has been on fire. What kind of records has True Home set? Well, needless to say, it's been crazy, um, not only for True Home, but for the entire industry. Um, you know, we almost doubled our uh, largest year ever last year. Um, we did that in the in the probably the most toughest environment uh, I've ever been part of. Um, you know, the application volume was predicated by the, the, the pandemic, obviously, with the uh, rates falling. Um, and we had to accomplish that uh, primarily uh, from everybody's basement. So it was unprecedented times for sure. You've worked in the <coughs> mortgage business a long time, right? A long time. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Have you, ever, have you ever seen anything <coughs> like this before? Um, you know, I've seen volume spikes and uh, and decreases very rapidly, but uh, probably nothing like what we saw last year where the tidal wave came in. Uh, we all had to scatter from home. We had to hire about 130 people, train them um, all from their basements or their living rooms or their couches, um, whatever their home office uh, looked like. So that is certainly something that was absolutely unprecedented. Exciting, but probably very challenging at the same time. It, I guess exciting is one way to put it. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, tell me a little bit about what drove that volume. Was it primarily uh, refinances that drove that volume or was it the purchase market? Well, the purchase market has been robust for, you know, uh, for years now since uh, the financial crisis of 2008. Um, The market started coming back in 2012, 2013. So it's been steady since then. Last year was primarily driven by... uh, low rates, driving cash out and rate term refinance activity. Um, All the while we, you know, closed as many purchases as we ever have. Um, With the rate environment where we stand right now, um, over the last couple of months, the rates have ticked up a little bit, um, which puts a primary focus on the on the purchase transactions as we move forward uh, through 2020 and beyond. Are credit unions well positioned from your um, perspective sitting at True Home to capture that Um, purchase market? I would say some better than others. Um, By and large, I would say credit unions uh, in the past and even currently um, are well positioned to take advantage of a refi market um, whereby uh, members are coming directly to them for those needs. Um, But being out in a market where you have to go out and solicit and, uh, and quote unquote, hunt for business, um, 
is a little bit of a different animal for them. Um, and, and I think that's something that they can certainly take advantage of uh, as, as we move into the future here, but uh, it's going to take a little bit of work. Yeah. I know that, um, you know, in a lot of areas across the country, uh, it's definitely a seller's market. Houses, there's a you know, shortage of supply. Um, houses are flying off the market super fast. People are asking more than the, the offer price is more than the asking price. What are some tips that you could provide to credit unions to help them kind of help their member during this time that really is a seller's market? What are some things they need to think about and consider? Sure, that's a, a great question. And <clears throat> I guess I'll kind of point to my own personal situation. I uh, bought a home last uh, October and we experienced the exact same thing. Um, Inventory was low as we were looking to purchase. Um, and when we found one, we had to put an offer in same day. We had competing offers against us. And uh, so we had to be ready with, with a bona fide pre-approval letter. Um, when we sold our home, at the same time, we had 25 showings in one day, had six offers above asking price. So I guess the biggest thing I would say is to, number one, educate your members. Um, or the need that they have to have liquid assets um, that they can prove and document even before they go shopping because um, realtors are not going to accept an offer unless you can uh, prove that that uh, is, is verifiable assets. I would encourage members to obtain a bona fide pre-approval letter, which means they have to provide their credit and, and uh, asset documents to the credit union so that they can run that through underwriting and get a bona fide pre-approval letter it is only subject to appraisal and <clears throat> title work and, uh, verifications. I guess probably the other thing I would recommend is if you want to maybe rearrange your operation staff. Um, if you have processors, for example, that really thrive on uh, the ability to do purchase transactions, it's all about communication, not only with the members, uh, with the realtors, um, everybody involved, all the third parties, communication is key on that. So you have to really position yourself to, uh, to take advantage of those opportunities from a communication standpoint. From your <coughs> perspective in working with um, many different credit unions across the country, is this notion of pre-approval something, a bona fide pre-approval, is that something that most credit unions are doing today? And, uh, or is it are they primarily doing pre-qualifications? What's, what's the landscape look like? I would say... <clears throat> Generally speaking, uh, I, throwing a number out there, I would say 90% don't do pre-approvals. And that's not just in the credit union space. It's probably in the mortgage banking space um, because it does take an investment in underwriting resources and that sort of thing. But <clears throat> from our experience, the conversion rate on pre-approvals is north of 50% from pre-approval to a funding. If you just issue a pre-qualification, the funding rate on those is is less than 20%. So it's worth the investment up front, I believe, um, to put the resources towards that. And why do realtors and um, the member like the pre-approval? I'm assuming there's a benefit to them in the transaction, right? Well, yeah, first and foremost, if you have a bona fide pre-approval, you find a home, you're going to put an offer in it, and they might accept it if it's a, a great offer. Um, if you don't have that, somebody's going to jump in line ahead, ahead of you um, that has that. So, You know, a lot of, there have been a lot of credit unions that have been in the mortgage business for a while, uh, and they're so, serving millions of members across the country. But for whatever reason, there are a lot of members who still have no idea 
that they can get a mortgage from their credit union. You know, as you think about the tools and the technologies that are available uh, to a mortgage company or to a credit union, are there some that you would suggest a credit union leverage for the purpose of being able to solve an awareness problem within their membership? Sure. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you say uh, that many, many millions, quite frankly, uh, members don't uh, realize that their credit unions offer mortgage products. Um, when I started at Truome, the market share of credit unions um, in the mortgage space was about 7%. And, and oddly enough, we said here probably at about 7% today. So um, what I, number one, would recommend is that you have uh, a great technology suite that allows the member to uh, apply online not only to just apply online, but to potentially uh, offer up your credentials um, to verify your income and asset situation. And you could actually obtain a bona fide pre-approval potentially online without even talking with somebody. That's some of the credit unions are in that space. Obviously it's a member centric member service type uh, product um, that we wanna make sure that we're talking to them, but they can have that self-serve option. Secondly, um, as it relates to getting out in front of members that may not understand that the credit union offers those products. Um, there are tools out there from an artificial intelligence uh, standpoint, third parties that you can engage in uh, or with that um, may give you information of what members might be in the market, whether it's their uh, spending habits, their credit uh, situations and that sort of thing, or how they uh, act on the web or you know social media monitoring and that sort of thing. That will give you information back from them so that you can do a lot more targeted marketing uh, to a specific group of people that might actually be in the market in a predetermined amount of time as opposed to shotgun blasting your entire uh, membership. Now, I think there is power in obviously creating awareness through shotgun marketing, um, but that eventually pays off over time. Jeff, talk to me a little <coughs> bit about, I mean, there's a lot of competition in the mortgage business that, you know, credit unions have to overcome. Can you describe just from your perspective, some of the competitive challenges that credit unions um, must address to, you know, deal with some of these non-traditional uh, organizations that are playing in the mortgage space now and some of the aggressive tactics that they're taking to win business? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I'll take Quicken, for example, or Zillow, some of the big, the big market names, you know, they, they are buying this information. They have it all, and they're just ready to pounce uh, when the time needs or when the needs arise. Um, so I think our biggest challenge is not only to gain market share, but it's to actually retain the market share that we have as a credit union industry. So um, creating the awareness any way you can potentially do that, um, creating partnerships um, with third parties that will allow you to provide the products at a very cost-effective way um, and and opening up, you know, your mind to things that uh, may not be traditional as it relates to, you know, typical consumer lending products. Right. You know, as you think about the value proposition of the credit union industry and, you know, individual uh, credit union organizations, are there, what would be some messaging or, or that kind of unique selling proposition that credit unions should really be using to differentiate <clears throat> themselves from the Quickens and Zillows of the world? It's a, you know, captive market? Do you have a member that has a relationship? They want a relationship. You know, I, I compare it to Costco. Um, I, I'm a member at Costco and I go in there and, and 
feel like I'm part of something. If something, if a product is not uh, up to up to standard or par, you can bring it in and, and you know have some type of repair situation. And I think members of credit unions have come to expect that. And if you can set yourself apart from a service level perspective, um, I think that will outweigh any type of benefit that Quicken or Azillo might bring to the to the market. You bring <laughs> up Costco and. Costco's in the mortgage business too, aren't they? They sure are. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit. Um, you know, I know that there's a lot of different mortgage products on on the market. And, you know, credit unions may have just one or two kind of core products that they offer and lead with. As we think about, you know, being in the seller's market and like really needing to push uh, to leverage the purchase environment that we're in, are there certain mortgage products that you believe a credit union needs to offer um, to its members to really take advantage of the purchase market that's out there? Yeah, I think the, the big thing um, as you're working in a purchase market is the fact that you're going to be working with realtors. Um, there's no doubt about it. And we have to create and, and, uh, and uh, cultivate those relationships. And the first thing they're going to ask is, what product suite do you have? And if all you say is a portfolio conven- conventional type product, um, that might scare them away because if they have either a potential member or a current member that they might bring to the table um, and refer business to you, if you don't have the broad product array um, to offer them, it might scare them away to a certain degree. So the products I'm referencing are, um, you know, the, the traditional conventional products, uh, government lending products, FHA, VA, USDA, Make sure you have a jumbo uh, outlet with the escalating home prices these days. Um, and then if you have the ability to create specific or not specific, but unique uh, portfolio type products that might entice uh, a realtor to do business with you because it is a unique product, uh, I think that's something that you should consider as well. <clears throat> if a credit union doesn't have some of the products that you just listed and they don't necessarily know where to start, are there places where they can go to find out how to offer those products or organizations they can partner with? Yeah, I mean, True Home is uh, one, for example. Um, there's multiple um, credit union service organizations that uh, do offer these types of outlets. Um, I would highly recommend working with somebody um, that can help you uh, retain the relationship with the member. Um, if you're selling something off service release, you lose that uh, relationship with the member long-term, which could also impact some of the other products uh, that you might have with that member um, long-term as well. So they don't have to be alone. There's all kinds of organizations out there that can help them. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. You mentioned realtors and, you know, we've all, you know, many of us have purchased a house and, you know, the, the realtor just plays such an influential role uh, in the purchase of, of, a, of a home. You know, and I know that with, you know, as a mortgage company or credit union, they really, you know, there's a real value in partnering with a realtor or realtor network. What are some tips and some suggestions that you would have for credit unions out there that have had some difficulty, you know, striking referral um, relationships with uh, realtors? Are there like what kinds of things could they do to get more traffic from realtors? Yeah. um, You know, it's always been said ever since I've been in the business, you got to form realtor relationships. Well, those are very difficult to just get up off the ground and, and, and start a working relationship with them, but you have to start somewhere. So first and foremost, if you have a uh, transaction that is a realtor or that does have a realtor involved, 
make sure you communicate with that realtor. Once the uh, transaction has been consummated, make sure you're sending a thank you note. Um, would love to work with you again and that sort of thing. Really providing old, you know great service up front um, will hopefully potentially bring that background. So that's the most fundamental thing. If you don't have a wide uh, network of realtors, there are uh, third-party uh, realtor groups out there that do provide uh, realtors that you can refer business to um, that will keep you in touch with them as the potential buyer is out in the marketplace. And generally speaking, they'll work with you and you can retain that uh, loan or that transaction as it moves through the closing process. But then again, you still have to cultivate and work with them to try to potentially get uh, additional business coming back. The best way is to actually to refer to a realtor, um, at, you know, a pre-qual or pre-approval request from one of your members. So generate some type of realtor network that you can actually refer business to them. And I've recommended this to uh, multiple credit unions in the past, um, but you have a realtor network within your membership. Um, and many credit unions don't even think about that, whereby just look at the occupation um, of your membership and, and solicit those individuals to see if they would be interested in forming a panel um, of referral partners um, within the membership that they, you can refer potential borrowers to them. Let's go back and talk about the referral networks that you were, or the realtor networks that exist. And I just want to make sure that the listeners are clear on kind of what those look like and how you get business from that. Can you just ex explain that a little bit more? Sure. So um, if a member, Scott, if you came in and, and uh, said you would like to uh, buy a home, we'd, you know, issue a pre-approval, assuming you could qualify. Um, <laughs> Good question. <laughs> um, and are you working with a realtor? The answer is no. Um, there is a group of, uh, of realtors that we do work with that we would refer you to them and then you would work directly with them. And then um, we would then keep in contact with them. We get information uh, back from them that you are getting ready to put a contract in on a home. And then they uh, would come send you back here uh, to the credit union for permanent financing at that point. Jeff, earlier in our conversation, you mentioned that the mortgage penetration of credit unions is about 7%, and it, that it's really important to retain, retain that. What do you think is the biggest challenge of credit unions to be able to retain that? And what are some things that credit unions can do to overcome that challenge and organizations that they could partner with to help? Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, um, you know, regardless of the market conditions, um, some of the bigger players in the space, Zillow, Quicken, I hesitate to continue to mention them, but I will. Um, they are going to continue to gain market share. Um, so if the credit unions can just, you know, strive to maintain their current market share or gain it, they're going to have to think a little bit differently. And, you know, in a traditional refi market, uh, credit unions generally have had loan officers that are branch-based or working referrals directly from individuals walking into a branch or calling into a branch and then being referred. Um, as we all know, branch foot traffic is not nearly as high um, as it has been. In fact, I just read this morning that uh, in the last year, 1,550 branches um, between credit unions and banks have closed over the last 12 months. So you got to think outside the box a little bit. So I would highly recommend um, for, you know, 
particularly for some of the credit unions that are a little bit larger that have brand awareness within their communities, to really try to attract loan officers that are out on the street. Um, I'll quote unquote, call them retail loan officers, that they're working with realtors, builders, all other referral partners that can bring either existing members or even better new members to the credit unions through um, those relationships. And then that just gives the opportunity for the credit union to expand their uh, their footprint with that member as it relates to other products and services. So I think that's one big thing that, uh, you know, we've preached and preached and preached to many of our partners um, that that is of utmost importance to uh, have that type of visibility out in the realtor space because it's not going to just fall in the laps of the credit. Right. You know, I know in a lot of conversations that I have with credit unions, they talk a lot about and they're turning to digital uh, lead gen more and more. Talk to us a little bit about what True Home can do to help credit unions that are looking to generate uh, leads based on members online. Uh, sure, sure. So a couple things. Um, yeah, for about the last nine years, we've actually been uh, participating in an outbound triggers uh, program in conjunction with our credit unions, whereby uh, we utilize Experian um, that identifies whether a member is out uh, and has applied for a mortgage elsewhere. So we then begin a direct mail, email, and outbound calling campaign on behalf of the credit unions to try to, number one, create awareness for the member um, that the credit union does offer those products. And, uh, you know, should they uh, be interested to understand what those products might look like? So that's one thing that we do offer for them. Um, Many times we um, are lucky enough that the member will actually uh, strike a relationship on the mortgage product with the with the credit union at that time. If not, at least it's creating awareness for the next transaction at some point in time. Secondly, um, we've just engaged a a third-party service that uh, we provide member data to that actually goes out and uh, monitors their web crawling activity. And uh, so if they're uh, browsing around on Zillow, um, rate tables, any type of real estate lending site, they send those quote-unquote signals back to True Home and then uh, we begin outbound calling in some instances if the signals are high. Um, but in all instances, we start an email campaign um, out to them just to create awareness and that sort of thing. So we've been doing that for about uh, four or five months now, give or take. We're still in a beta process, but uh, it's, it's uh, proven successful thus far. What kind of lift do you see in lead and online lead generation as a result of some of those techniques that you were just referencing? You know, um, Quite frankly, over the last year, um, we've seen our web application uh, activity for all of our credit unions increase by about 60%. Um, And that's one thing that we're putting out there, too, is is a really robust uh, point-of-sale solution um, that the members don't feel like they're just plugging in information. It's very much of a dynamic uh, process, and we'll give them a lot of self-serve capabilities as well. So, Jeff, I'm going to put you on the spot. I know how much you love to be put on the spot. <laughs> I'm turning red. Uh, <laughs> the, you know, we, you've, t- you've given a lot of advice to credit unions uh, during this podcast of things that they can do to better position themselves, to take advantage of the purchase market um, that's out there and to really help their members buy homes at a time when the market's moving pretty quick. If you were to summarize uh, some of the things that you have said and maybe the top three things that credit unions should kind of start checking off the list to really help members and to drive their mortgage mortgage volume, what would be the first three things that would come to mind? Yeah, I mean, 
number one, thinking outside the box, um, you know, taking advantage of the artificial intelligence tools that are out there, um, really trying to drive or, or, or dig deep within their membership to try to identify opportunities that are just right there in front of them. Um, secondly, I would, you know, and this is the age old um, saying, but you have to develop real realtor relationships, whether you're going to go out and generate those on your own or whether you have uh, transactions that you're currently working, any way you can identify um, opportunities to work with realtors that would certainly uh, be of utmost, utmost importance. And thirdly, um, technology. Um, you know, there are many uh, credit unions. If you go out and look on their websites, they don't even have the ability to apply. It says call or here, print out a paper app and, and send it in. So you have to be uh, out in front of, maybe not out in front, but at least be a fast follower as it relates to technology and understand what the needs of the marketplace are and what the consumer uh, behavior is um, as it relates to those online activities. Well, Jeff, it has been a pleasure visiting with you this afternoon. We probably need to let you get back Likewise. Uh, and uh, you know handle all this volume that you guys have coming in. Yeah, it's uh, been crazy. <laughs> it uh, And I'm looking forward to seeing what credit unions do as we kind of, I mean, everyone has had kind of a giant production year um, last year, and it's going to be really interesting to see how well credit unions um, move going forward and how they capture the, the purchase market. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, I think they all should be too, because there's massive opportunities. Great. Thank you, Jeff. Right. Thanks. Thanks for listening and for being part of the Credit Union Movement. If you found this valuable, I'd love it if you would view this show from wherever you find your podcasts. From all of us at True Home, we're thankful you're here. Keep tuning in to more on how to bring your members home where they belong.